Hello there, and welcome to Harris. Harris. Podcast. So today we, we, we had to delay this week's episode because um, as well as ranting about the SQA, uh, for the final part, this should be hopefully, um, we, we thought we would intermix it with some stuff about the school's opening and how amazing that's going. Yes, very much so. Um, well, let's begin where everyone likes to begin, thinking about their stomachs. Let's talk about the way they've decided to do lunches. Well, for, for, before we get to the, how the school's open, we'll cover what happened with the SQA just to, you know, fin- finish that little bit off. Oh, yeah, we'll finish that bit off, then go back to the schools. Yeah, that's a good so, point. Okay. Um, on last time we left off, um, John Swinney, um, the education secretary, who shouldn't have a job anymore but still does somehow, tweeted out that he was going to announce something the following Tuesday about exams. And on that Tuesday, he announced that he was, that him and the Scottish government were making a big U-turn and were effectively giving all students their estimate grades instead of the stupid downgraded results that they'd been given by the SQA. Yes. And, well, as people are quite happy with this, they think, oh, job done. But there yeah, is, but um, there's there's a still problem a, with that. There's a couple issues that arise with that. One is the attainment rate is now through the roof compared to previous years. Yes. And, um, well, with this, Joseph, I think we used Germany in the 20s as our example. Yeah. So uh, inflation. So, I mean, obviously, inflation with money, you print too much money and the money's worthless. Uh, yeah, so effectively, and, it what's costs like, and it costs like yeah. 20 million marks to buy a loaf of bread. But this time yeah. it's going to be marks. No. Yeah. Well, actual marks. As in school yeah. marks, not German money. So, yeah. So the problem with giving everyone the estimates is... There, there are pupils who, I mean, I think at this rate, the fact the attainment rates have gone up by like 10% raises a problem with exams as a whole, because it shows that like, without exams and without, you know, how like randomly some pupils who should do really well just mess up on the day and they fail. Like yeah. that, I think that this attainment rate going up kind of brings, like highlights that issue that all these pupils should be capable of achieving these A's and B grades. But yeah, with exams, that means those occasional slip-ups cost people like their life, like their futures. So and I think what, that well, so I think that's another argument for the um, stop doing exams. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, I think there are obviously have been some teachers who are too generous. That was always going to happen. But then there's some teachers who are not generous enough, right? But there, um, well, we can. Well, it's it, well, let's well, as we can see, it's gone better than it would have gone with exams. And people, yeah, are, and people are, you know, about the grade inflation is that the, you know, it, it, the more people who walking around with A's and B's means A's and B's are worth less. And so things like universities, colleges are probably going to want even more now. Well, but then, Joseph, think about it. You know how in Scotland we have a big thing for, you know, foreign students to come along and go to uni? Here. Yeah, because because they're the ones who like pay the tuition fees that gives us all free yeah. tuition. The government so, can't Joseph, afford. Joseph, so Joseph, when you think about it, with COVID and you know people not being able to come into the country, really, unis are going to be you know scrambling for spaces. Well, that was another thing that John Swinney said that he would somehow they were going to ensure that there were more places available at universities. But I was I'm as far as I'm aware, they've not set out any guidance on how they were going to go achieving that because universities aren't like schools. They're independent bodies and the government doesn't can't really force them into doing anything. 
Yeah, well, they are. Yeah, as you said, that their own being, they're not really run by the government. Yeah, so like, I, I, I'm not quite sure how they're going to force them. Like, are they just going to set up like caravans outside like Edinburgh University or something? Just to have are they going to drop? Something? Are they going to drop some fat stacks of cash on them to like? Yeah. You know, well, and or you know they could incorporate universities, which I don't know how they do that into the SQA. No, okay. they, that that's far too much work. <laughs> yeah, to, well, this was far too. It was far too much work to look at our um folios for this year. So you know. Yeah, I mean, I'd, realistically, I mean, they didn't have time to do it because they spent five months doing nothing. But if back in April when they decided how they were going to do it, they had decided to actually just look at individual pupils. That would have been the best way to do it, right? Because looking at folios, looking at marks, I know there would have been logistical issues with that, like getting the folios to the markers and stuff. But surely anything has to be better than either of the two solutions they came up with. Well, as we know, Joseph, they are very smart people who are professionals in the industry of teaching. Honestly, I've got no... No, the SQA aren't professionals in teaching. The markers are, but the actual SQA who make all the decisions are just idiots. Yeah, yeah, are they... Were they te- was John Swinney like a teacher or was well, he he's just... Not, he's like, um, so the, you've got the government and he's the education secretary, so he's in charge of making sure everything goes right with that. And then the SQA is an independent body, but it's kind of not, it's, it's weird. But no, I, I, I don't think, as far as I'm aware, you don't have to have been a teacher to get into the SQA. That, as far as I'm aware, I could be wrong on that. Wait, wait a second. That seems... Yeah. But, so they, seem... they didn't have to do it anyway. But no, the, the, like... This is giving people's estimate grades has been better than what they were planning to do, but it's still not perfect. Well, I don't think it. Well, in this situation, can anything really be perfect? I mean, obviously not. I mean, the best way would do it to have exams. I mean, I don't think exams should happen anyway. But the system that they have, exams need to happen for it to work properly. Unless, but, well, Joseph, who knows? We could get lucky for an and for the end of S six, they could have figured out some brilliant system which means we don't have to do exams and we're no solid. that involved them sitting down and having to actually think about things instead of just getting paid for screwing us yeah. over i mean i, I the last year, i think the sqa needs to calm down because last year there was a whole thing about like how they'd been found out to be spending taxpayers money on expensive hotel rooms for themselves so i mean i don't know think don't know what they were pulling doing this after last year I like, mean, surely just just settle for a four star. You don't have to go five. Exactly. I don't. I don't see what the SQ think they're doing now. Well, but they can um, do whatever they want. Yeah. But anyway, so obviously that's just very fun. But obviously this week, um, well, technically last week, schools began to go back, and including us, um, uh, on Monday. Yes, and well, today, well, when we're recording this, this is Tuesday, so um. Well, so well, we've already been there for two days. And... About lunch because you, you're a big fan of lunch. Yes, so lunches, let's go. Well, we, uh, we will use our school, our school for an example. As you know, that's all we we've go. seen. <laughs> yeah. So um, lunches, we'll begin with that. Belly and food, very important. So wh- I didn't personally go to the um, weird pickup points thing. But on yes, Monday, it's like our school has decided to have a um, and at, well, it's Aberdeenshire Council have created the most rudimentary app that doesn't even work and it can't even handle the amount of pupils on it, um, and you pre-order it and then you go to set up pickup points at lunch to pick up your lunch. 
Yeah, and it's uh, people waiting for 10 minutes, 15 minutes in queues for their lunch. Yeah. It Which was, is also great that we have an even shorter lunch now. And I mean, taking into consideration the fact there's like a warning bell, lunch is now 35 minutes long. So a 15 minute yeah. queue is really helpful. Yeah, well, it was, seriously, it took me like five minutes in a queue at the home bakery. Like literally two people in at a time, bada bing, bada boom, served in pies, away they go, next two people in. Yeah, it's, it's not great. They're somehow socially distancing better in a bakery, which is about two by two meters. Yeah, not even that. That that the bakery is tiny, but I I don't understand it because like the the fact that like they have these pickup points and stuff at like lunches so that you don't have to be as close to other people so you can try and have a distance. But that's all but thrown out I- the window. That like in our school there is this place called the social center, and there's two choke points at each door. There's two only two doors in and out, and there's there choke points, and there's literally hundreds of pupils going through that those doors a minute at the end of break and lunch, and so having something like that just throws other progress out the window that you've made with having lunches like that. No, and even though they do have lunches like that, Joseph, I saw on Monday, like, people were shoulder to shoulder. They were pushing, trying to get yeah. through. It's, it still hasn't worked for lunches either, but they always tried with them. Yeah, they tried, but even that, yeah, as you said, it's all thrown out because, like, it, we literally cannot social distance in classes. It's impossible. Yeah, it's I mean, I mean, there's, li- there's physically not enough space in classrooms to have distancing. Yeah, and as you, well, and as you said, like, the door to the social which leads from the school gate that we had to push to get through there. Yeah. And not get pushed it's, back. It, it's it's it was... absolutely absurd. And I mean, like also the school buses, um, there's no mandatory force, like having to wear like a mask or anything. And the buses are li- like my bus. Certainly every single seat is full. There's not a single seat. Oh yeah. Spare every single bus. seat on like, my bus is taken as well. Yeah, it's a massive seventy-seater, and every single seat's taken. So I, I don't understand like how they can justify that, but then try and have social distancing in the school. Like it just throws all the progress out the window. It's like, but they say social distance where possible, so they're technically, you know. But there's like, physically no room to do that. Yeah, they say where <laughs> possible, so they can avoid the responsibility. I mean, I know obviously they had the, the it was all that odd stacked against them were managed trying to figure out this, you know, how to work, run it all and stuff. But I mean, surely options like staggered lunch times might have at least been on the table, uh, like when they thought about how to, you know, manage this kind of stuff. Because oh, no, that's surely work. anything has to surely be better than what they've done. Uh, well, the thing is, they the only thing they can do is socially distance the teachers. So they can keep them oh, going. Yeah. Not, not even all of them really care. Yeah, like Miss, yeah, teaching is Miss, difficult to do with two meters space. Yeah, Mister O'Reilly, he's trying his best. I'll give him that. Yeah, I mean, it like it's not impossible to teach when you're two meters apart from pupils, but like if a pupil has a question and like say in a subject like. In, like I don't know, like a, a reading-based subject. Well, I, I'm just thinking more reading, but math as well. But like, whereas a lot of words and like, you know, if someone reads a paragraph out to you, or just kind of mashes together in your head, and you can't understand it. So a teacher might want to actually read over the work in front of them and then um, tell the pupil where they've gone wrong. But that's not really possible if the teacher can't go near the pupil. Well, yeah, but I mean, I suppose they could maybe like do it on the board, but even then, that would just take up a ton of time and. Yeah, 
And also, like, so our school has decided that to, for, like, to have pupils not wandering around the school as much, um, they would implement, instead of six or technically seven on two days of the week, instead of six 50-minute periods, we're going to have three 100-minute periods in the day. So basically, we have nothing but double periods now for the rest of yeah. our school I mean, careers. It actually is a decent idea, like, in, in theory. In and, like, theory. Have like free last period of each day and they can do whatever they want and in theory it's a good idea but in practice timetables were not given out to pupils until the very first day that on monday morning they weren't given us to monday morning which meant we had no time to organize with teachers like oh can we come and sit in the department and study in this period and stuff so pupils well, were left like, well, according to some teachers school. i've talked to mr horbury hasn't even asked them if they're like you know if they can take in pupils for like extra yeah. study yeah, I, 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 like I, I, pupils were essentially left aimlessly wandering the halls because they haven't had time to go and ask teachers. Oh, yeah, because if, yeah. on some days I literally only have one subject, then that's me. Oh, I have a day where I've got nothing. I've got genuinely nothing. Uh, Wednesdays I've got a full day of subjects, and I'm very excited because I finally get to go to a class. Oh yeah, because the past days I've had Tuesday, nothing. Yeah, Tuesday's full of subjects for me, but then Wednesday I've got nothing in the morning economics after break and then lunchtime gone friday is literally just economics in the morning then i'm done for the day yeah i mean it's good in theory that you could it's more like take responsibility for your own learning especially for the six years and stuff because a lot of us are be going to like uni the following year and that's obviously what university is so it's good in theory but the way they implemented it with not handing out timetables beforehand and not checking with teachers if they could have like pupils in departments, it's been a pure poor execution. Yeah, well, and the fact that, um, well, frankly, you just get uh, a bit tired for sitting, you know, two Yeah, for 100, min- 100 minutes, you get sore sitting down for that long. Yeah, and, you know, a bit bored the subject. I mean, if the school could buy actual chairs, you know, it might be actually okay because, but like... Science subjects, for example, you're on stool. Oh, yeah. So you, the, yeah, the stools, we, the stools after 50 minutes alone were bad enough, not 100. Yeah. And also, the classes where you don't have to sit on stools with actual chairs. The school decided to buy these weird chairs years and years ago that basically have a bend in the middle of them on the back, so they kind of arch into your back. And but when pupils lean back on them, it bends that like bend even more, and it basically force like makes just it stick into your back, and so it's essentially like you can't lean back in the chair to like sit comfortably. I'm pretty sure so, that's the design of the chairs to make you sit up straight. Well, it's the design of it, but then when pupils break the chairs by leaning back, it bends them, and then like it's even more painful. You genuinely can't sit back in the chair. It's so you know you got to sit up and you know look attentive. I get the not moving around school as much, but like surely get be you know I you know like the teacher like uh, in charge the uh, SLT could maybe encourage teachers to um like allow pupils to get up and maybe just stretch for two minutes halfway through or something. Well, we did that in environmental science, which was yeah, we did, but it was fine because especially on those stools, it's absolutely horrible. Yeah, that that was a welcome that was a welcome yeah. thing. But I mean, obviously, they're not going to get everything perfect because it's a bit difficult right now. Yeah, we will give the, well, Joseph. We will give them that. It is a difficult time, but, but they have done yeah. literally the worst job possible. <laughs> well, it could be worse. We could be sitting on a floor. That Just is straight true. up. Honestly, the standards of some of those chairs, the floor is probably more comfortable. 
on just throw down a rug, a cushion, that'll do. Yeah. But anyway, that's probably all we have um time for today. On the Harris and Harris podcast. We do hope you've enjoyed the series on the SQA. The yes. three parter. And goodbye. <laughs>